When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Children, nobody knows where they come from, but it's undeniable that some of us have them. And right now, while we're all practicing social distancing, many children are being homeschooled. I know this can leave parents exhausted from answering the seemingly endless streams of questions that come from their kids. So tonight, I'd like to provide a service by answering some real questions from some real kids. Parents, you can spend the next few minutes throwing cold water in your face or screaming into a pillow. Just plop those mini humans in front of the tube because it's time for... Stephen Takes Your Hi kids. I'd like to start homeschooling with a little bit of question time where you can ask me any question about anything you might be curious about. And since I'm on TV, I know all the answers. If I didn't, why would I have a TV show? That's lesson number one. Okay, let's get started. Who's got the first question? Which Frozen song is better, Let It Go or Into the Unknown? Maria, there are no stupid questions, only stupid answers. And here comes one. We all know that Let It Go is one of the greatest songs of all time. Into the Unknown is a noble attempt to fill the shoes of Let It Go, but you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. If anyone tells you Into the Unknown is better, I want you to turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyway. Next question. Why is there Shipex? Good question, Thomas. When we ask why is there shipwrecks, we have to consider a number of different factors. Sometimes ships sank due to bad weather. Sometimes naval ships are sunk in battle, and sometimes, sometimes, Thomas, and I know you will find this very hard to believe, people who are completely unqualified are put in charge of ships, and they don't listen to the experts and instead make decisions that endanger everyone else on the ship. But that just happens on ships, and it happens nowhere else. Next question. I wanna know why we need worms. An eternal question, Sadie. Some people will tell you that worms help break down organic matter to make useful soil for plants, but the real answer is, of course, that worms are baby snakes. Without worms, there would be no snakes, and we need snakes because... I think they eat bugs or something. I'm not entirely sure. Ask your parents. Next question. What sound will my body make when it turns fur? Will it pop or will it dance? Edith, I'm proud of you. That's a brave question. Not every child is willing to face the reality that when you turn four, your body will go ding. 
If your body goes pop, have your mom or dad call a doctor immediately. It might mean that your body skipped four and turned five by accident. And that's extremely painful. Next question. Oh, okay, I didn't know this was a musical question. For that, I'll defer to John Baptiste. John? I think I see what you're getting at. And what I would say in response is... And that about sums it up. Thanks, John. I think we have time for one more. Does the universe ever stop going? Excellent question, Ezra. Tell you what, I'm going to turn this one over to astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil? Ezra, the universe will go on forever. But before forever comes, we're going to run out of gas to make stars with. So all the stars you see in the sky, the sun included, will eventually blink out one by one, plunging the universe into eternal darkness. Not only that, the very matter out of which we're comprised will decay into its component parts, black holes will evaporate, and the temperature of the universe will descend to absolute zero. So, at least for us, the universe will end not in fire, but in ice. And not with a bang, but with a whimper. Have a nice day. Thanks, Neil. Well, there you have it, parents. I hope that gave you a little break. And if your kids have questions at home, please post a video to social media using the hashtag ColbertKidQuestions, and we might just feature it in our next installment of Stephen Takes Your Kids. Again, we definitely need a better title, okay? Thanks. We'll be right back, because it's just, you understand what it sounds like. Okay. More with Neil deGrasse Tyson after this. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. guest tonight is the beloved astrophysicist, author, and director of the Hayden Planetarium at the American Museum of Natural History. Please welcome my friend, Neil deGrasse Tyson. 
Beautiful. Yeah. I love the stars. Oh, no, it's oh, just for you, my friend. Just love, for you. Love what you've done with the place. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, you know, on the old gig uh, over on the other network, you were the guest I had more than any other guest. Really? Yeah, you were there. You know, you know that you Could were my guest. Could it be that I lived nearby? So I was a cheap date? Could it be we moved the studio someplace close to you so we could be near you, Neil? <laughs> I just found out that you're also the, the, the you're holding a vast lead on anybody else on this show. You've been on nine times. Yeah, nine yeah. times. <laughs> number two. Do you know who number two is? No. John Oliver. At is that six. Right? Six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so thank you very much. But good the universe is vaster than anything else in the universe. What? What does that mean? Don't pre-blow my mind. Sorry. Don't pre-blow my mind before I'm ready for it. We got a lot no, of I'm interview saying, here. I got there's a lot in the universe to talk about. Okay, so relative sure to is. anything else in the universe. First of all, happy new year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Now, does the new year have any particular astronomical significance? That, no. No, why not? No, not not. We've gone around the sun, right? We've gone around the sun once. Yeah, That's but something. the place where that we return to, there's nothing special or interesting about it. It's a completely arbitrary spot on the calendar that we have chosen to celebrate the new year. Plus, it's, I think it's a little weird that we all celebrate that instant that the ball drops, and then one hour later, they celebrate exactly the same thing, and then an hour later, an hour later, they do that 24 times around the world. I know nope. how clocks work, Neil. <laughs> no, no one... <laughs> we're, no, the world is not celebrating the same moment. It's kind of... It's odd to me as an astrophysicist, but that's fine. It's culture, that's how we do it. Could you be more Neil deGrasse Tyson right now? <laughs> what do you think? So, you, no, if we you, all live, this... you live to suck the joy out of other people's traditions. <laughs> no, no, I, what I, do you love? I, what, what, is, what, what, what is worth celebrating? If it's not New Year's... Almost every other holiday in the year has some astronomical basis. The Chinese New Year, the Jewish New Year, Ramadan, Easter, Lent... Toyota-thon. Toy <laughs> All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. There's something go. You know, uh, Saturnalia. Every all Christmas. What does Saturnalia have? Saturnalia. It's it, it's back in in the winter. Yeah. Where you want to. The sun is getting lower and lower in the sky each day. Yeah. We're worried that yeah. maybe it'll never come back. Oh. And so then. Is Saturn getting higher in the sky? Well, no. But Saturn is the god that that you pray to and celebrate. And it's, Saturnalia is where everything flips. So the master serves the slave, the slave gives commands. Oh, okay. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting Roman tradition that okay. is long gone. All right. But, but I'm just saying, it's in that time of the year where the sun is basically reborn. So it's solstice celebrations. And Christmas was put there to be a good place to sort of bring in all the pagan worshipers who were already celebrating that time of year. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We won. Now, okay, so 2018, what's got you excited for 2018? We won. What are you talking about? We won. That's right. We won. What's got you excited well, not, for 2018? Wait, just to be clear. Okay. You not only won there, yeah. you won the calendar race, too. Huh? The world's calendar is the Gregorian calendar after Pope Gregory. Put oh, that yeah. into place in 1582. Because the previous Julian calendar was messing up in the year. It was off by like... Ten maybe, days. Okay. It was off by ten days. Yeah. And the Pope said, we got to fix this. So The they, Pope fixed it. Pope! Well, Pope, his Jesuit scientists... Okay. Uh, yeah, the Jesuit priests were like ac the academic order of the Catholic... You're Catholic. You should be teaching this, okay? I'm aware of my religion. Okay. <laughs> so there's a Vatican observatory to this day. 
that in, at the time, before telescopes were invented, the, these uh, Jesuit priests were put into the service of figuring out why the calendar was shifting in the year. Well, am I correct in saying that it was a Catholic priest who first proposed the idea of the Big Bang? Yes, George Lemaitre. Wow. Yes, the Big Bang itself, using Einstein's equations. Einstein could have done it, but it was... It, Einstein was did enough. Yeah, it was it was busy. Busy. He did enough, yes. laid down the equations. Other people calculated with his equations, and he deduces that the history of the universe must have started with a bang. Wow. Okay, oh, yeah. so going to 2018... So Catholics have been in there in, in multiple You places. don't have to tell me. Okay. <laughs> I'm Team RC. Now... Uh, Team Roman Catholic, yeah. Yes, okay. okay. <laughs> now... <laughs> here, here... Walking footnote, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you brought people with you on that comment. So I'm just helping it you out. You were with me. Okay. No, no, that's not how you asked Who was not with him? See? Yeah. yeah. There you go. I feel betrayed. <laughs> All right. So All right, 2018. So. Let me get to the second question of the interview. In 2018, what mystery are you most interested in science cracking? Or what, what do you think we are likely to learn this year that we're close to, to figuring in, out? In my field, the good thing about it is generally we make discoveries when a mission is launched. And okay, sent. sure. So we, so we know when to begin to expect discoveries. What's the big mission that's reaching its well, fruition? Well, no, there are missions uh, in progress now to try to understand dark matter and dark energy okay. more than we currently do. We know okay. it's there, mm -hmm. and, but it's a complete mystery. We don't understand the origin of 85% of all the gravity of the universe. It's not black holes, uh, comets, star planets. It's none of the above. So the math says there should be more there, but we can't see it. Right, so it's actually missing gravity rather than missing mass. I mean, oh. sorry, it's, it's, it's gravity with no known source. Which is so what I, I like said. To, I, Which is what I said. I, I like to think of it as dark ago. gravity. It's dark real, gravity? It's really dark gravity. Wow. That's really what it is. Then, then, there's some mysterious pressure in the vacuum of space. What do you mean? Which we call dark energy, but we should just call those Fred and Wilma. I, I joke about this, because we don't know what they are. So, wait, so don't it, give it a name that makes you think we know what it is, because we don't actually know what it is. But it's there, we measure it. A mysterious pressure in the vacuum of space that is forcing the universe to accelerate in its expansion. And I've written about this because I lose sleep over this fact. <laughs> okay, can I share this? I don't want, I don't want to be I doubt I could stop you. I know. <laughs> I, I don't want to be blamed if Do you it. cannot get to sleep tonight. No, I'll, I'll be okay. Okay, all right. So, this dark energy in the future will render the universe so large, having accelerated so significantly that all the galaxies of the night sky will have accelerated beyond our horizon. What? And, and all the galaxies are the source of our knowledge of cosmology, of the Big Bang. Everything we know about the history of the universe comes to us from these galaxies. If they accelerate beyond our horizon, the next generation of cosmic explorers will only have the stars of the Milky Way to think about. And I, so there, there's an, there would have been an entire chapter of the universe ripped from their view. And they will be trying to contemplate an understanding of the universe without a significant part of what its past was. And so I lose sleep wondering, today, was there some previous chapter ripped from the universe itself? And here we are. <laughs> and here we are, you know, 
touching the elephant, not knowing that, in fact, there's an elephant standing there. Or maybe there's the shadow of the elephant and the elephant has been moved. We don't know what we don't know. And this leaves me awake at night. I lose sleep over that. I am not going to get a wink. That's crazy. Hold on, we got to take a break. We'll be right back with Martin Neal, DeGrasse Tyson, everybody. And, sure. and, but in sort of mentally, another thing that will keep you up at night and kind of make your brain explode is... You know, I'm scared when you pull stuff out. <laughs> like this? Oh, you know, the, you know what this is. Oh, right yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so recently, into our solar system, above the, what's it called, the plane of the ecliptic? Sure. Okay, where the planets go around? <laughs> yeah. Uh, from, the... from above or below or whatever, yeah. off the axis of where the planets go around. If the planets all do this around the sun. This thing came from deep space, not in our system, not from your Oort cloud or your Kuiper First belt. First time ever an object from interstellar space has been observed to visit our solar system. Now, this thing's got to be like a ship, right? That looks too much like a spaceship. This is not a photograph. What? This is an artist's rendering. We know it's elongated, and I don't believe this is just... You don't get to take... What about that? What about that one right there? You hold it whatever you want. You got people. You got got people. I got people. Look at that. Okay, but it looked like that. No, no, no. What do you say? It was elongated? I'm just saying... this Cigars don't come journeying into solar system. So, Which is why it has to be an alien <laughs> this spaceship. This is a Cohiba cigar. Yeah. Right. So, so. <laughs> yeah? Asteroids, we know. Yeah? Uh, m- many of them, if not most of them, are loosely held together rubble piles. Uh-huh. And if they come near uh, gravitational sources, tidal forces can stretch them. So they become a stream oh, yeah, of particles sure. rather than just one solid mass. So and this so thing this is, isn't solid? This, it is likely not solid. What is it? But, but the, the signal we get from it is elongated, but it's probably a rubble pile stretched into that shape. Because mm-hmm. you don't get that by, by nature. You don't get that. Yeah, that's why it's man-made. <laughs> alien-made. Alien, alien-made. You want that to be aliens. The, the... That's what... Just fess up. You want that to be aliens. Of course I want that to be aliens. Okay, so... That's the whole okay. point of this question Here's that I've never problem. finished. Here's the problem. <laughs> Here's the problem. This thing came in moving fast. Yeah. Fat, it has escape velocity, a hyperbolic orbit. What? Okay, hyperbolic trajectory. <laughs> okay. That's why call, we say hyper, hyperbolic. Yeah. Hyper is, yeah. it's got more energy than... Anabolic. Than abolic, yeah, hyperbolic. <laughs> it's parabolic, for example. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so, so, the reason why it's probably not aliens is its trajectory around the sun was completely determined by gravitational forces. How do you know? Because we know, we calculate this. We have this laws of gravity, laws well, look, of look physics. At this, look at this, see this, see that? That trajectory was completely controlled by gravitational forces after it reached its peak up here and came back down, and yet a thinking creature started the process, okay? It doesn't mean, if this came in, you go, oh, gravity did that, but somebody made it go to here. Check mate. Parabolic. Parabolic. (laughs) (laughs) 
my friend, is called a taste of your own medicine. So this thing, so all I'm saying is, if it's only moving by the force of gravity, then it's not, we presume it doesn't have, like, rockets and things. If this were aliens yeah. in a, some kind of advanced ship, it would be maneuvering, doing interesting things. But maybe it already maneuvered on its way in. It was doing a close pass around the sun to get a whip and acceleration the be... way they use satellites to go around the back of a planet to whip yeah. them out into outer space. Yeah, you be... know how we use... We, uh, yeah, it's it's called slingshot effect. Yeah, oh, yeah. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so, okay, maybe the aliens shut off their engines to masquerade as a cosmic object to get a slingshot effect around our star. Maybe we can't perceive what their engines are and that they have a It mode. could be, I can just tell you they're off. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they are, no, but did, 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 they're off. Did, because, it's, if, because a tennis ball would have that trajectory moving at that speed. That's all. Is there any chance Not that that's for, a tennis ball? No. <laughs> no, and by the way, big news was that the Pentagon yeah. was tracking UFOs. Right, we saw the footage. They released the footage right. from, like, F-18 fighter pilots right. on their little scope there where they saw it. It's like a right. tablet-shaped thing. Infrared thing. It accelerating, at stopping, accelerating, changing directions in ways that they can't explain. That has a way better chance of being aliens than this thing. Because that, those objects were doing things that were not gravitational. So what do you think? Do you think that they, they got something there? I think we, we don't know what it is. So, hence, the U in UFO. Wow. Uh, if, <laughs> if, I'm there. Are, are I'm you going to say? I'm are, on board. Are you going to say? Yeah. Well, this is a UFO. I don't know what it is. Therefore, it's intelligent aliens from outer space. You just said you don't know what it is. Yeah. You can't then be certain it's anything. I'm not certain. I'm hoping. You know, but I'm hoping too. I want to meet the aliens. Okay. You know. And, what? By the way, you want, if you ever meet the aliens, yeah. they, they take you on board. Yeah. First, take some photos. Okay. First. Second, when they do the sex experiments on you. Okay. <laughs> They, so here's what you do. <coughs> tell, tell the. That's what they do. We all know that. Don't okay. you have to check a box. Like, <laughs> opt in on that? Okay, sure, sure. Okay. The probes, the so probes. here's what you do. Here's what you do. Tell the alien to look. Take. Oh, look over there, and then quickly snatch something off the shelf, like an ashtray or something. And put it in yeah. your pocket, and then lay it back down on the slab. <laughs> then when they then when they let go of you, you've got something of alien manufacture. Wow. And then. So in this scenario, the aliens smoke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, hold on, listen. If I, if I see them, I will give them this, which is your book, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, a New York Times bestseller for 34 weeks. It's crazy. Crazy. I don't... I don't... Extraordinary. I, I'm delighted that that appetite is out there. Maybe it opens doors for many more science books to, mm -hmm. to, to appear there. Do you, have a, do you have a favorite thing? Oh, oh that you may should... I? Oh, it's your book, man. It's your book. <laughs> oh, may, may I? Sure. So, uh, last chapter, Reflections on the Cosmic Perspective. So, the words I'm about to read are not mine. They're by James Ferguson, a physicist from the 1700s. Take it. If I may. You may. <laughs> hey, if I may. I'll get you a glass of mead. <laughs> James Ferguson, 1757. Of all the sciences cultivated by mankind, astronomy is acknowledged to be, and undoubtedly is, the most sublime, the most interesting, and the most useful. For by knowledge derived from this science, not only the bulk of the earth is discovered, but our very faculties are enlarged with the grandeur of the ideas it conveys, our minds exalted above their low, contracted prejudices. 
34 weeks. I can't wait to see you for 10. Let's make it an even two digits. Okay. Astrophysics for People in a Hurry is available now, and Star Talk is on Nat Geo Sundays. Neil deGrasse Tyson, everybody. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after the Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.